All right, this is Ashley Williams. We are live at Legacy Farms Coffee, and we're streaming on all the platforms tonight. So, uh, Hotmail—I mean, not Hotmail—Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. So, anybody wants to ask a question, I have the comments on. And uh, I'm here with Billy or Bill from Billy's Bean Barn, and he's got his daughter. I think he said it. Her name is Brianna. No, Brielle. Now he's back up and you oh, have, yeah. uh, you also have, uh, Bill it's, it's Billy's bean barn. Is that on Facebook also? Uh, not yet. I'm working on it, but, uh, I, he, they can just, uh, I, sure I, I can put can my, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I it's probably my wonderful daughter's connection trying to pull everything out of my computer. Um, okay. No, I'm I'm working on Facebook. I should hopefully have one here soon. I, I've had a lot of requests. I just haven't gotten to it yet. So, all right, and I'm fixing to introduce Dana. She's actually been to the farm, and she has a uh, uh, coffee trader. All right, Miss Dana. How are you? All right. How are you doing tonight? We're good. We just had a nice big rainstorm. Well, it has been storming here almost every night, and it's lightning outside now. So I and there's a new cat that was worrying the snot out on me. So I decided not to do it on the back porch tonight. <laughs> we've been doing them at like five thirty. Can you see on screen, Dana? There's a Billy's Bean Barn. I did see it. Yeah. Okay, that's Bill, and he's uh, he buys coffee, and he's home roasting and starting to sell a lot at work and stuff like that. Awesome. Um, and Bill, Dana is uh, it, it's cookies and crumbs, right? Do I coffee always get that right? Crumbs. Coffee and crumbs. Coffee. I'm sitting here that's a cookie, and that's part. Yeah, I don't know why I forget coffee. I'm, I'm sitting here <laughs> looking at a cookie. <laughs> so, but I've been to the dentist today, and I'm like, well, am I going to eat a freaking cookie after I spent? Over a thousand dollars at the dentist. Oh, so, uh, Oh, I was telling Bill, I was in the chair. I drove two and a half hours to take goose, and I was in the chair for five hours. Oh, wow. It was, uh, I finally, after about three, I'm like, you know, I got to go pee. And so yeah. I got up, went to pee. Your story but, about uh, brakes going out on the truck just took my breath away. Oh, man. Coming, you've been down that hill. That was terrifying, wasn't it? Oh, it was. And I had the guys, I've got a Toyota 4Runner. And so it's got that big hatchback. Uh huh. And I had a bad feeling when I started going down that hill, brake just felt funny. And I just had a bad feeling. And I'm like, in about 10 seconds, or I don't know how long it was. It seemed like it took an hour to get down the hill. <laughs> Everything was in slow motion. And I was like, that just shows how fast your mind works. Because I yeah. was playing scenarios out. And I said, well, if I make it past the house, I'll hit the Ica too. But, I, you know, if, but if not, I think I'm going to just go. I've got a giant rock pile right in front of the house. I said, I think I can hit that rock pile. And right when I was fixing to tell them to jump out because the brakes went to the floor, I started to say jump out. I hit my little irrigation ditch and the tailgate slammed shut. And I'm oh, like, no. well, we're all in it for the ride now, baby. <laughs> and so and I don't know how fast. I mean, I had it in first gear. And uh, as soon as I got to some, every time I got to a straight spot, I pulled the emergency brake up, but it's so, so, you know, I've never really tried it out, you know, to make sure okay. it's a hundred percent. It is not. 
but it was it was enough to slow me a little bit. And there was a curve right as you come through the gate. And of course, that's a little bit of concrete there. Yeah. And then uh, I thought I was slow enough that because I, I knew if I hit that rock pile, I was going to total the truck out or yeah. the car and it would throw everybody in the back because nobody was buckled in. There's just a whole bunch of guys with shovels, you know, sitting uh. in the back. And so, but I just, as soon as I got towards where that, uh, right before you get to Anna's office and all, I just spun out. I just made it, made the thing spin and it lost and all its momentum. And I, well, I just threw it. As soon as it went sideways, I just threw it in park. And uh, so that, uh, that stopped any forward movement once it got through sliding. And, uh, they didn't know how bad, how much trouble we were in. Cause if we'd have Seriously. gotten to the, yeah, if we'd have gotten through the next part, uh, yeah, we were just gonna, cause I went through the field one time on the backhoe, uh, the backhoe jumped out of gear. It's got a high and a low and it jumped out. And before I could do anything, it was 30 miles an hour down the hill. Uh. And, uh, but, and that's what, that's what the, you never can tell who's watching. Cause there was neighbors way over on the other hill that came over. To check on you. Yeah, to check on me. I like, I probably broke a couple ribs or something, but I, I broke some one time. There wasn't anything they could do about it. So I just <laughs> took it easy. And so oh, that, that, that day when I jumped off the machine, it spun and the big trenching part came back and just slapped me. And so that wasn't, that wasn't too bad though. That was a couple of days I was laid up, but, but uh, yeah, I'm glad. So I got the little car in the shop now and, um, We'll see. Tomorrow morning, I'll get out and look at it. Uh, but I yeah, I, look, I just to, took it. I wouldn't have had the presence of mind to, to think that one through. We would have just been sunk. Well, there was a drunk guy that came off right past where the project is, and he drove all the way down the farm. So he was up on the main road yeah. he, where, where they all, and he drove all the way down within 150 feet of the, the cupping lab. Oh my goodness. And got out and walked, climbed out and walked all the way back up to the road. <laughs> I don't know how many times this car flipped and it ended up landing upside down right by the river. And then all of his transmission fluid, oil, gasoline, everything just drained out into the river. Oh. So there you go. Organic farm. <laughs> And I think that was, yeah, it was probably about three years ago, but he, he made, he didn't tear down a single coffee plant. He hit the one area that was sort of sparse. Wow. But, uh, I guess being drunk and, you know, it was probably a plus that day. Yep. Yep. I'm trying to get Bill to come out to the farm. He is an up and coming roaster and he's been doing a lot of the shows with me. He should do so, it. Uh, we used to get a couple of people watching. There's a couple of people watching now. Uh, and then there's, uh, up. Oh, yep, we got David is on saying good evening to everybody. Uh, but yeah, we've been getting pretty good uh, views afterwards. We get a couple of people, hundred people watch it. Uh, the other night we got crazy and went three hours. We're not going to do that tonight. Oh my goodness. But, uh, <laughs> but I invited a few people because there's a, uh, Anna came to me really worried about something. And, uh, and I've been talking to some of the other farmers and the guy that owns the meal, but the, uh, the guard the other day said he counted 50 buses that went by. 
and uh, he said when he was in, uh, and then Pedro said when he was in Planis, these guys got off one of the buses and they were wearing turbans. They were from India. And, uh, but most of the guys are from Venezuela and uh, Nicaragua, uh, some from Colombia and those parts. But they're all, it's the caravan, Jim. all headed to the United States because they said we can just drive right in now. We so, um, passed, last night we were in Gainesville, right off of 35, and we stopped at a gas station, and there was one of the buses you were talking about. Everybody was trying to get something to eat, and nobody could speak each other's language. And They were from Ecuador. They were from Ecuador. Ecuador. Uh, it's just crazy. I mean... And now, I mean, you're watching these videos of them in New York and living in under sheets. And I've talked to the guys here and whoever is doing it and they're told not to tell who's Ill or orchestrating all this, but that they're going to get a house and a job when they get to the United States. Oh. And they don't believe what's on the, on the TVs about everybody's living in tents and people don't want them here. And, you know, there's some people do, some people don't. But as far as the, uh, being able to sustain that massive amount of people, and in one day, if that many buses went by, and the Honduran government is meeting them at the border when they cross into from Nicaragua into Don Lee and El Paricio, uh, and making sure they don't get off those buses because they are oh. not they are not allowed here. Interesting. Yeah, if you get off here, you'll go to jail. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. In most countries, it's that way. And I'm definitely not trying to make a political statement uh, to anybody. I mean, I obviously hope you guys, uh, uh, the people listening that don't know me, know that I, I care about the Honduran people and things like that. But it's uh, I was talking to Anna and she's 100 percent Honduran. And uh, as she said, you know, these uh, we're not be able to get young workers anymore. And I said, why? And she said, well, a lot of them are going to the United States. She said, but like her cousin, I went by their house last year and there's two Range Rovers that used to be this little adobe house and they built onto it. Now it's concrete, a metal roof, and now there's two Range Rovers out in front of it. And then they got this big Jeep Rubicon out there now. Uh, a couple of them are working in the States and they're just sending all this money back and they're buying cars and sending it back here. And so they sent three cars back, the Range Rovers they bought here. But they sent that big Jeep Rubicon, which is an extremely expensive vehicle. Uh, and they've, you know, they're sending them back here. So the, the dad no longer works. I mean, he's worked out here on the farm a couple of times. And the mom doesn't work anywhere now. They just stay home. And so she's saying a lot of the kids, uh, uh, Midian, not Midian, Mir Mirna. Mirna's worked for us for years, but she left Honduras. And so now she is... Uh, uh, See, if you would be an admin, Bill, and be on the show, you could click yourself in. <laughs> is that the case? All right. <laughs> you know, I don't, I, my attention span is like about an inch and a half long, and I saw something shiny, and I didn't see you down there. Uh, I was going to say, I listen all this time now. I've been sitting here listening to both of you, and I'm like, I'm here, I'm here. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but Mirna's, uh, Mirna's uh, both her, uh, three of her boys, but two of them have been, uh, worked here for a lot. And now they just don't work anymore because money's coming from wherever Mirna went. 
And so they don't have to work anymore. So they're not, but why would they want to come work for a few dollars a day? You know? Right. Uh, as when somebody's sending them a whole bunch, of course, right now in the States, man, you can make people are starved for workers. So, yeah, I don't know. You know, a couple of people wanted to come and take the English class from Midian uh, just so they could go to the States. Oh, man. But Midian got a wild hair. She she's a, uh, she, her mom's worried she's going to go to Guatemala. Some of her friends from school are wanting to go on an adventure and do a couple of months in Guatemala, a couple of months in El Salvador. And uh, so she's worried that she might get that itch too, but she's not working on the project anymore. She's, uh, she's taken a job for two months working uh, up near San Pedro Sula or somewhere. But I hated that because it's uh, she really was good at organizing stuff. Mm-hmm. Hey, Bill, can you guys see comments? Uh, I can. Yep. Uh, I got the wrong screen, but yeah, I got. I saw David's and and that guy named Wiki Farms. So, yeah. Well, see, I used to think that was you. It is <laughs> so, me. That is you. Okay. Yeah, well, that's why he's at the back and I'm like, he won't know who that is. So. Well, you're going to have to change that to Billy's Bean Barn. I know. I said, that's my old YouTube channel from when I used to game on YouTube. So I was like, well, I'll just jump on there and. Well, I was excited. Somebody's here. <laughs> David's here. David's an exciting person. Yeah. Well, man, the other night, I uh, there was like 12 people on, and I was like, those are, you know, I feel like Joe Rogan now. I'll start using the F word. <laughs> I'll leave that for Dana. She throws F-bombs a lot of times. <laughs> What'd you I say? I said uh, I had uh, so many watt viewers the other night. I felt like Joe Rogan. He has like half a million people or something watching, but he uh-huh. says the F word every third word. And I said, "Well, I'm going to I'm going to start saving saying the F word if I get as many as Joe Rogan. If that's what yeah, gets them yeah. That's what gets them to buying coffee, man. <laughs> I actually I actually sent him some coffee. Joe Rogan. Yeah, I sent him some coffee just to see. I sent it to uh, Protect Your Purpose. They got about 50,000 viewers. And uh, and they gave me a big shout out, held my bag up one night. But I was trying to buy a whiskey barrel from them. And after Julia and I left you the other day, Billy, or Bill, we, uh, we went and bought a whiskey barrel. Yeah. And I had to YouTube how to open it up. I was going to I was gonna cut it, and that would have been a mistake. But... <laughs> We got it open, and there was a bunch of—I guess you call it mash—in the bottom of it. Dana, okay. we're doing—we're doing our first whiskey barrel aged coffee. I can't wait. And so, I've tried a couple of them. Definitely not my favorite thing, but it's—it's uh, what you know. People, you know, adding something in there. And Last so, year uh, we did a whiskey barrel aged bourbon latte. Bourbon, no, bourbon barrel aged maple syrup latte. Huh. And it was amazing. But now that stuff is like over a dollar an ounce. And I'm like, yeah, I can't do that. For the coffee? For the bourbon maple. For the additive or for the the actual uh, an ounce of coffee that's flavored like that? So 
to buy the bourbon barrel aged syrup is over a dollar an ounce. So That's a bottle bad. of it was going to be like 40 bucks or something. Uh, Bill, what is, uh, you ordered, the, the, you ordered some the other day. What are you paying for the flavoring? I thought well, I didn't order any. I just got the, I just got the, uh, the samples. samples. Yeah. But I've I seen as far as, as far as our flavoring goes, that's about right. I said the other one that I was asking you about that I couldn't find, if I remember right, it was, it was a gallon for, it was a gallon for over, I think it was one ninety nine, or something like that for yeah. a gallon of it. So I mean, it wasn't so bourbon aged, a, you know, syrup, but it was, it was all the flavorings they had was about that rate. I think they're all roughly the same price. Is it matters if you get the pure organic, it's a little more expensive, but uh, yeah, that doesn't, that's not too far out of, uh, out of, out of realm because there's 128, 128 ounces in a gallon. So I usually figure roughly about a, a dollar an ounce, a dollar a pound is what I'm adding to the to the price of the coffee, but we don't, we don't raise the price on the flavored, but we're, we need to, because we're putting a lot of extra money in it. But uh, so far right now, that's if you buy, think of Osmond or you buy pumpkin spice, they're both at same price per gallon or per pound, you know, with the, of the roasted flavored coffee. Yeah. So but it was going to be like, our lattes sell for five dollars, and to add the syrup was going to be adding a dollar's worth of syrup. Yeah, and, and yeah, I'm doing that. I don't know. Uh, I'm shocked at sometimes what what people really want and what they'll really pay. And uh, I mean, like I raised the price on our Bourbon coffee, which is from the Bourbon Islands, and if you pronounce it in English, it's bourbon. But we're, we had to change the name of that coffee because people thought it was whiskey aged coffee because it's spelled <laughs> bourbon just like in English. Right. But but that was has always been one of our highest cupping coffees, and I think it's eighteen dollars a pound online. And it's a it's a really nice coffee. It's one of Jim Bob's favorites. This year the flavor profile changed a little bit. I forget what it is, but. Uh, and in, in next week, I'm going to roast some coffee, and the cupping notes on it are uh, passion fruit. And so, did you get one of those lots, Bill? Which one is it? The one that had passion fruit. I haven't opened those bags yet. Oh, I can't remember. I don't. Um, I'm going to say I'm going to say you didn't because uh, I haven't opened the bag yet. Yeah, there you go. Well, that says a good chance then. <laughs> I didn't get it. Yeah, yeah. Unless I just had, there was a lot of pizza bags. You know, I could have gotten some from there, but yeah. I'm not sure. But somebody ordered 30-something pounds of that uh, natural before I could take it offline. I promised uh, I promised uh, Barry Bazaar and somebody else the, the last of that, and somebody came in and ordered it all. Oh, my so God. I don't, I don't know if somebody was watching but Julia said right after the podcast, I called Julia and told her to pull that lot. And then she called me and said, somebody just ordered 30 or 35 pounds. And I was like, <laughs> crap. <laughs> and so, but the bad thing was I was low. I only have 12 pounds. So I tried calling them today while I was driving and I couldn't get a line out to the States. But uh, yeah. but it happens sometimes and I'll, I'll try to make it right. But um uh, 
Sometimes it's a fun problem to have. So yeah. But yeah, uh, I ordered amaretta, or how do you say that? It's isn't it a liquor? Yeah. Amaretto. 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 Yeah. I ordered one of those sample bottles, like you got. <laughs> Aren't they about that big, Bill? Yeah, they're one out here. I'll show you. I've got them right here. Oh, is that what it is? One ounce. I think it's. Um, I thought they said it was two ounces in here. I mean, it looks like a lot, but I mean, it weighs a, it weighs a lot. It's a big, thick glass jar. Oh yeah, it's a huge. That's why I was surprised when I opened it up. I was like, "That's a lot of money for a sample jar." You know, wow. <laughs> it's all glass and nice lid and everything for it. So, and Dana, you can add that to any coffee after it's been roasted. Interesting. That, that's the same. I mean, that's I uh, if I roast it, and I uh, I have a temperature gauge in the big cooling tray. And so once the coffee dumps out, once it gets to 150 degrees, I add my flavoring. It's a little bit more dangerous, a little bit, uh, but it's, uh, I can use less of the flavoring. And like Bill was saying, that stuff's expensive. What's yeah. your flash point on that? This particular one's 125, but they're all wow. different, I think. Yeah, so. that's low. That's, see, I'm, way, I'm above that. This is the, that's the Caramel Run Crunch. Uh, Southern Pecan is 180. Um, I didn't realize. Well, I'm ordering the same caramel rum crunch that you do. So, yeah, 170, 186 for the salted caramel flavored, and one 156 for the rompopo. Yeah, which I, I get like asked the all the time. Still, what in the world is that? And I'm like, uh, it, it's a really good flavor. You should try it. It's, <laughs> <so good. laughs> <laughs> it's Honduran. Uh, it's Honduran eggnog. That's what. Okay, so has, it is what it is. All right, that's what it Google has two says. Two to too. three, but in a regular glass, like an eight ounce glass, there's two to three shots according to what the bartender feels like. Okay. And I I quit drinking in my twenties, and then I started going to church. Uh, but um, it made me really good looking when I drank. So I figured, like you know, if I was going to get settled <laughs> down. And so, um, but we, Julie and I were in a, a restaurant or in a coffee shop in Honduras, uh, in Marcala uh, for a friend of mine's birthday. And so they were bringing us and, and she has nice coffees and we were trying some different coffees and tried the frap of whatever and a smack of whatever. And, and so this guy said, I'm going to get a rum popo. Do you want a rum popo? And I'm like, well, that's got to be better than a latte. So I tried a rum popo. And I'm like, man, these are good. And of course, all the coffees were free. And it, that happens a lot of times where, to, you know, uh, here, you know, they provide the stuff for you. And, and uh, but normally it's coffee. And I just assumed it was some kind of coffee drink. And so I had, I don't know how many I had. I, I had at least three. And then uh, I got up to go to the bathroom. And as soon as I stood up, I'm like, something's wrong. It could be a stroke. It could be, but something's wrong. And, and I walked to the bathroom and back and I'm like, you know what? I, I remember this. I think I'm drunk. And so uh, I talked to the guy and I said, what's in that? And he said, it's, uh, it's he started telling me all this. And, and he's like, and rum. And I'm like, how much rum? And he's like, I put, I put three of the little cups. And I'm like, well, all right. That means I've had nine shots of rum in about an hour. And so... At the very least, Julia's driving home, but <laughs> it, yeah, it was, and so it's one of my favorite drinks in the world. I haven't had one since then, but uh, no, it, and I, I don't drink a lot of the flavored coffees. 
I'm snooty about coffee, mainly hot coffee, because as soon as this gets cold, I'm pretty much done with it. But when it starts getting warm, I'll just drink it really fast. <laughs> but I love drinking coffee with my Rolays. It's a cinnamon raisin bread. But I like hot coffee. I've had lots of bad coffee. But uh, when you go to people's house, you're going to drink just whatever they can afford. And most of that time, that's, you know, $1 a pound coffee. And I appreciate the gesture and I drink every last drop and I enjoy it just as much as I would my finest coffee. But I like my coffee hot. But I love the smell of the uh, caramel rum crunch. If they make that into a perfume, uh, that's what I'll, I'll, I'll start wearing cologne again. And I'll buy some for my wife. But the pumpkin spice actually tastes pretty good. Um, I'm sure all of them taste good, but there's, there's, I don't like my, the, the Lempira natural. I know it's a good coffee because it's, I know the qualities and attributes that it's supposed to have. And it has those. And I know, uh, the acidity that it's supposed to have is right on that coffee. The, the fruit and the flavor profile is right, but I don't like to drink it. And it's not my, it's just not up my alley. Canal Wash Perinema, Canal Wash Limpira, and the Red Honey Process Marciessa are three of my favorite coffees. And so, but I will drink the rum popo because I like the I like the flavor of it. Yeah. But in uh, the pumpkin spice, of course, I try them all. You know, no matter what, no matter what the coffee is, I still try it. Uh, and my son Jonathan is the same way. He doesn't like coffee at all, but he. Uh, he knows the flavors in it. And he, you know, he, he's been cupping with me. He went with a professional guy and we did a full legitimate cupping with score sheets where we scored the, the roasted, uh, you start out scoring the green unroasted bean. Then you score the roasted bean. Then you score the ground coffee and then you wet it down and you do the whole cupping. Then you come back, cup it wet. And Jonathan wrote down all the flavors that he perceived in it. And when it was over, everybody, the judge took everybody's cards up and looked it over and Jonathan was spot on. Uh, he and I had almost the same tongue, you know, just, and that was his first time he had ever cupped coffee. Wow. And so I saved your scorecard. I told the guy, we're stealing your spoons. Cause that's one thing I do. I hope I don't get prosecuted one day, but when I go to a cupping, I'm going to tell him right up front, you can take something of mine if you want it, but I'm stealing the spoon. And I write the date and all that on the inside of the spoon with the marker. And uh, I've got a collection of stolen spoons. So <laughs> there you go. Just hope Listen, they don't I don't have any affiliation with this guy, just so you guys know. All right. <laughs> the, the known spoon <laughs> bandit from Honduras. So yeah. if we go somewhere, I'll slip some spoons in your bag. So <laughs> didn't I send you a cupping spoon? I sent you a cupping tray, didn't I? Yeah, you sent me a cupping tray, but no, sp no spoon. No, I keep looking at Walmart to see if I can find one, but to see well, if there's anything if, special. If you steal it from Walmart, that is wrong. Yeah, well, it's true. Okay. Yeah, so it's stealing in Honduras is fine. Is that what you're saying? Cupping? Oh, no. You heard that, Dana, right? Dana's got my back. I think I heard that correctly. <laughs> I've stolen spoons in three countries, brother. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't, don't limit it to just Honduras. No, I, we did a cupping in El Salvador. I stole that guy's spoon. 
And then and I've done numerous in the States. And I'll just say, can I have the spoon? But uh, but they just think it's funny, the gringo stealing a spoon, I guess. I said, you know, I just tell them it's like a souvenir. It's like a memoria. Yeah, David. It's like, it's uh, like the kids taking numbers from Whataburger. Oh, <laughs> well, I did. A, uh, I think I have a story about no matter what you can say, I think I've got a story that relates to that. I don't mind. Uh, a friend of mine collects menus and he'll go to a restaurant and he'll say, I'm going to steal the menu. You just need to tell me what what value it has to your company. And I'm going to put that in the, uh, you know, in the uh, tip. And he doesn't care. He'll give him like 50 bucks. He doesn't care. But every restaurant he's ever gone to, he's got a menu. And most restaurants will tell you, you know, what it is. But I went to a, uh, we, I took a group of uh, Honduran mm-hmm. friends to a restaurant mm-hmm. and they had these cool little cups. And I asked them, uh, can we have some of these cups? It's like, no, no, you know, they're, they're our cups. That's what we use to, you know, for our customers to drink in. I'm like, okay. And so uh, when we got ready to leave, this was probably 2000 or 1999 before I really knew the customs. So when the bill came, I just gave like 20 or 25% tip. And as we were getting into the cab, the waitress ran out to the car with a bag full of those cups and gave them to me. And, uh, and when she was talking to Javier, Javier said, well, she said, you gave her like a quarter of what the bill was. And I said, well, that's custom in Honduras, you know? And uh, so there usually give like 50 cents or maybe a dollar, something like that. Yeah. 20, 20 Lempira would be a good tip. That's like 90 cents. And so, I mean, we gave him like 30 bucks tip. And yeah. uh, and so she's like, yeah, I'm going to get some cups for this guy. So, um, <laughs> But I hated that one. Our house burned back in 09, and uh, I lost a lot of that stuff, a lot of good pictures and stuff like that that I had. We've been, we'd been in Tennessee for almost a year. Julia came out on Thursday. Thursday night, she started hanging the pictures on the wall of the place we lived in. And then Sunday, the house burned. <laughs> so I had, I ran, I ran in one time, I got everybody's laptop and then I got guns. I knew where there were some guns that I could get to. And then uh, the third trip, I got all the pictures. And Good so man. it was, it was an electrical fire in the attic. So I had a lot of time to get in there. Just have to stay low. But Live and learn, man. Live and learn. More water? His daughter is in the floor fussing at him. Yeah. Because <laughs> he, he won't let her be on screen. Well, she did. And then she had Cheerios. And so now the Cheerios is, you know, monopolizing her time. And now she's like, Dad, I'm out of water. I need some water. Uh, you can't you can't compete with Cheerios now. No. <laughs> no. It keeps her quiet. Otherwise, she'd be sitting right here going, ah, ah, all, all the time. So... Every once in a while, I'd bring, I hate eating like Cocoa Puffs and Fruit Loops, but every once in a while for Eli's birthday, I would, would get Fruit Loops. That'd be one yeah. of the things he wanted. I'd find the smallest bag or box that I could, but they're up. And you're, it's crazy here in the stores. Um, like Raisin Bran is like $12 a box. Holy cow. But you can buy, you can buy Cocoa. Of course, they got something else. It's like Count Cocoa mm-hmm. Puff or something. And it's like two bucks. Hot. You you know? Take it to the kitchen and get a cup with a handle. You making them drink coffee Sorry. out of a coffee cup? 
We're having hot cider because the temperature dropped to 80. So, oh, that was that was our uh, 84 was our high today. I don't know what it is right now, but the wind was blowing. It was kind of cool. I'm not. I'm more of an apple cider than a pumpkin spice kind of girl. Now, hot apple cider. Uh, I, I would almost go year round on that. Throw a little cinnamon in there. So but, good. Uh, my plan is to build a wood stove in November. I built one before and I put it on the wrong side of the house. And it's the side that the wind's always blowing. So it blows smoke in the house. But I've got a wall that I've cleared off and I'm going to knock a hole in this wall. That's the beauty about Honduras. You don't got to call for a permit. You just get a sledgehammer, <laughs> man. I have an outlet right here where I'm standing or sitting. And I wanted an outlet outside to plug in my happy Christmas lights. Bill was making fun of Christmas lights. So unplugged them. And uh, I said, well, I want to plug my happy Christmas lights on the outside. So we just got a sledgehammer and went on the backside of this outlet and just knocked a hole in the wall and put it out. I drug this outlet through and uh, wired it all up. And then we went and got a bag of concrete and just patched it up. And now we've got lights on both sides. So I think it makes people happy that walk by my house and see my Christmas lights going year round, 24 hours a day. Yeah. I, it wasn't me making fun of the Christmas lights. I mean, honestly, I showed that picture that you sent me of that corner to Emily, my wife, and she just laughed at me. And I said, I love this corner. I think it's the only time I've ever looked at a wall and went, he's got more stuff than I've got. I don't like that. <laughs> I'm going to have to get some more stuff. <laughs> so well, I'm sure not trying to brag. But uh, I've got two of all of this in the cupping lab. And, that, and that's a business thing. This is just because I'm too lazy uh, to walk out to the lab a lot of times. So I've got just my basic stuff here. But out in the lab where we actually cup the coffees and stuff. Hi. Did you see him? He said hi. Can you see me? Hi. Yeah, she can see you. She can hear you, but she can see you. Let me see if I I'm turn in the computer. Around. Let me out. Here, hold on. You can talk to Ashley. Hold on. There you go. Daddy needs to get you some pink earphones. Tell Daddy you want pink earphones. <laughs> Is that too weird? <laughs> the man on the computer saying hi. That's Ashley right there. Hi. Hi. <laughs> you don't have to scream. He's right there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that noise. Now, how is your sign language, Bill? Uh, luckily, she's only got like seven or eight under her belt right at the present moment. So we just go by a little bit, like more. You can tell more. Yeah. All right. Hey, this, is, this one, I, I think that's giraffe. <laughs> giraffe. What, what's the elephant say? Elephant? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's more. Tell them Cookie. There's Cookie. Oh, show me Cookie again. That's one I need to learn. That's oh. Cookie. Yep, that's Cookie. Well, what about Cracker? Tell them Cracker. If they will let me out of the box, I'll get you a Cookie. He's got Cookies. Yeah, he's got them. Yell at him. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did I start trouble? <laughs> that's water. Tell her more water. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Dana, jumping yep. back into politics for a second. Yep. Go ahead. So I'm trying to get us canceled out. Uh, is it true? We saw yeah. something on Facebook that the that uh, Texas was bussing uh, immigrants down to New York. 
Yeah, they did. Okay. That's well, all was, I'm going to say about that. I was talking to uh, I was talking to Hector. Uh, you remember Hector, Hillary's mm -hmm. dad, mm -hmm. uh, and he was saying they were putting him on the bus. And then he was saying Alaska, and I looked up Alaska. Alaska's flying them home, uh, homeless or immigrants to anywhere in the in the United States they want to go. They'll put them on a plane and fly them there. But that one's mainly homeless, I think. Wow. But Hector so, was asking me about that. I don't want to start anything, but you know, since Dana said she didn't want to say anything else about it, but <laughs> is this is this just? And I'm 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 feeling by her tone and your tone that maybe I'm on the same page as this. But is this just Texas's way of saying we don't want you here? Get out. Well, we can't handle you here. I think is a message. A lot uh, of that, that would be a better. That's a better way I meant to say it. I can, we can't handle you. Not that we don't want you, but we can't handle you. But I did look up the Alaska thing. And the Alaskan uh, governor was saying that it was a number, I forget what the number is, of people that literally froze to death last year, homeless. And uh, I really don't think uh, immigrants are crossing the border from, what would that be, Canada and, uh, and where else? They, Russia? Uh, yeah, Russia, Russia. Yeah. I don't think that, well, I guess maybe some Russians might be heading over there. You think but, that uh, they would take the cold just fine? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, he was he was mainly doing it with a concern that uh, uh, that their people were freezing to death, you know, that and they didn't have the the structure set up to handle them. You know, they were they were overloaded, and so yeah, I think Tom brought up two different subjects. I shouldn't have done that, but yeah, our on our on our front last year in the last couple of years we've struggled to get workers, and I get up in the morning and drive over an hour to these, the most remote places we can find where workers can't get to us and pick them up. And so I spend five hours of my day, every day, six days a week, all through harvest, going and picking up and taking workers home in that big truck. And so, you know, Anna's really worried this year um, that we're just not going to have enough workers to, to pick the coffee. And, and can they not stay on the farm so that way you get them there and they, you don't have to take them back. Is it, I mean, is, can you work out something like that where they come and camp or something? We've got our organic bodega. And so that's going to be our, I don't know how many people that I can put in that building. I've got to, I'm going to go down there. I had the guys run rope. I said, just keep tying these pieces of rope together. And I sent Pedro in the farm. It's 660 feet from my last building with electricity to where that building is. And then uh, the internet company is going to come out and run us a line. So we'll have a Wi-Fi down there. And so the guys will have Wi-Fi and then my guys are going to. Uh, uh, yeah, I uh, David, I know what Whataburger is. I love Whataburger. Um, and so we're going to run. There's a building. We call it the or, or organic bodega. And so we're going to fill that thing with cots and hammocks and see how many people we can put in there. And then the goal would be to, we would probably just use that group um, five days a week. I'd pick them up Monday morning and then I would take our, yeah, six days a week, I guess still. Uh, we might have to go to five, whatever they want to do, but have a group of guys that want to just stay and pick. And they would pick, they would start picking early and they would be the last ones to get finished picking. And then we would, you know, do whatever we have to do 
have some, have some of the women start making them meals down there. Uh, I switched over. I got rid of the electric stove and switched over to gas where we could cook some bigger meals. So we've got like a five burner gas stove here. So that's the idea this next season. Already we had that idea before we knew we were going to be short of workers. And so, uh, yeah, that's, uh, it's definitely a big concern for me and a lot of the farmers. So I, uh, so I'm not sure what we're going to do. We had a little more coffee last year than the year before, and we're hoping to have more this year than last year. But if, uh, if it comes down to it, you know, I'm not sure what we'll end up doing. Is that the only reason you know about what a burger is because of a certain quarterback? I haven't heard anything about a quarterback, but I think well, we were in Patrick we were Mahomes in, is a huge Whataburger fan, if I remember right. And so he brought it up here. Patrick, who cares about Patrick? We've moved on to Kelsey's girlfriend. <laughs> That's true. That's oh. true. It's not true. I have a Swifty in the family, so. <laughs> nobody nobody cares about the Mahomes family anymore. They really don't. <laughs> I heard I heard rumors that they that he brought Whataburger from Texas up here because of him moving up here and he's got some like part ownership or something in it and so that followed him up here to Kansas City and that's the reason why we all up here know what Whataburger is. Oh, now. very good. So I yeah, I've never had it still. Unpopular opinion. I don't like it. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. I'm like, it's a burger joint. That's fine. So it's a fast food burger. Yeah. No matter like how you, no something. matter how you wrap it. What? I don't think we have one in uh, in Kansas though. So we we were in Texas like two weeks, and uh, I think we stopped at a water burger or try. Uh, I'm not sure, but yeah, I've been to a couple of them, but. I don't have a favorite burger joint, really. Oh my goodness! Uh, it might be Brahms because they give you ice cream with every order. So, <laughs> and Spangles is the same way. You can get a shake at Spangles uh, for the same price of a Coke. So it's uh, I enjoy eating at Spangles, but I try not to uh, try not to eat out a whole lot. But we're traveling this week. We're going to Chicago, so we're going to eat. I think we leave Thursday for Chicago, so we'll be there for. We're going to spend three nights in a hotel waiting on Bill to show up. <laughs> I wish you'd stop. Don't say that out loud. My wife's eventually going to see this. And she, so she really wants me to go. We just, the, the hotel rooms and stuff, we just can't afford it. That's all there is to it. So on there, because I keep going, I keep talking about it. Everybody I talk to about it goes, there's actually something called a coffee con. I was like, yep. <laughs> Like and, that's and, the one con I want to go to. <laughs> and the thing I like the most about it, it's coffee people. You know, did you look him up? I, I haven't yet. I'm trying to get to get a yes or no in here without my kid screaming her head off all of a sudden. Yeah, I spelled his name wrong. Oh, I'll, I'll, when I sent it to you. But you could also, I think, you can Google Google Coffee Kevin, and it'll pop up too. But um, yeah, I've been hashtagging Coffee uh, Con on some of my stuff. But yeah, we're gonna be there. I'll talk on the 13th and the 14th. And then other than that, we're just going to sort of be messing around. There's a pony, there's pony rides and stuff like that. What no is way. your topic? Uh, sustainability and farming. It's what? Sustainability and farming. Cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to Google that because 
I don't really have anything prepared. Cool. Well, and I'm waiting for them. I know they're busy. I'm waiting for them to sort of give me the exact structure and the times and all that. But uh, yeah. it's uh, just looking at uh, it's St. John's Farms or something like that. Uh, I wasn't as excited about it when I thought it was just outside of Chicago, sort of out in the country. Uh, I was a lot happier. I was not looking forward to driving my old pickup around Chicago. And I started checking all the gun laws to see if I'd carry my pistol with me. Because don't you get shot? Every third person gets shot in Chicago or something like that. <laughs> I've been to Chicago. I didn't get shot. See, no, you're the second. You're the second one through the gate. I was. Gun control is is enforced there. They never have any problems like that there. I did um, think it was ironic that I was in Chicago and we had to evacuate the hotel for the fire. Remember oh, the really? song about the fire in Chicago? Well, we were, uh, my wife's family came to visit us in Tennessee and they always do some kind of family friendly stuff. And so Nikki had her three kids, Polly had her, I don't know, four or five. And so they said, we're going to go to the zoo. Well, I live in a little town called Alamo named after Davy Crockett. But, uh, and so we're about 90 miles from Memphis and 140 miles from Nashville. And so my wife, they all came up, the women got together, came up with this plan. We're going to Memphis. And I'm like, there's no way we're going to Memphis. We're going to the zoo in Nashville. It's so much further to drive. I'm like, Memphis is the armpit of Tennessee. Anybody that's ever been there, lives there. If you're watching, you'll have to agree with me or you're wrong. But West but, Memphis is the armpit of America. <laughs> But the day that they went, we all went to Nashville, went to the thing. When we got home that night, there was a shooting in the parking lot at the Memphis Zoo and a separate shooting, God's honest truth, in the zoo, same day. Now, I'm sure that was coincidence, but it sure made me feel good that not only was I right, I was like right twice. So it was. But yeah, it's just. Um, I like Nashville a little bit better than, than Memphis. Yeah. And I don't like any, any big cities. When I have to drive through Dallas, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Life's Thank God for Fort Worth. You can sort of swing around just a little bit and not go. Because a lot of those new bridges they built in Dallas aren't on the GPS yet. And I oh, live really? by the GPS. I drove 15. I drove around 15 minutes today because I ran out of Internet in Goose And just started. I just I'm too hard headed. And I figured if I asked for directions, I wouldn't understand what they were saying anyway. And so uh, I just kept driving. I'm like, at some point, I'll hit a road that I recognize or I'll stop. And I got lost one time and I hired a taxi to just, I said, can you take me to the airport? And, I'll, and I'm just going to follow you. And he said, okay. And so I followed him to the airport, got out, paid him, and then I knew how to get home from there. And so that's what I did today. I just kept drawing and uh, driving. I saw the La Quinta Hotel. I'm like, I'm good now. I know how to get home. So I think that's all with all guys. We don't like to take directions. I don't know what but, you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm hoping that the whole immigrant thing works out here and, uh, We've tried talking to people and it hadn't really seemed to do any good. The kids like to go to a place called Comayagua and pick coffee. And they have these big 
barns that just house like 50, 60, 70 people in each one. And they bring them out beans and rice one meal, rice and beans the next meal. And they pay the kids almost nothing during the week. And they hold their money until the end of harvest. And so then these kids get these massive amounts of money. And they go buy iPhones and TVs and stuff like that. Motorcycles. Um, and you can buy a brand new motorcycle for $2,000. And so like a dirt bike. And so they, they blow their money on that. And then in a month or two, they got nothing. But they enjoy doing it. It's a change of scenery. And so they'll leave our area and go there and pick coffee. So, sure, uh, I mean, there's no other option than to manually pick the coffee. There's no automated way to do it. Um, we're looking at getting a laser next year. And the whole premise of the farm has always been to hire to do it by hand. And so like a lot of times the women will hand stitch our burlap sacks instead of having the guy use the, you know, the $600 electric sewing machine. And, uh, but this last year, twice, Anna uh, came to me and she said, somebody, uh, one of the other meals came in and hired the, not came in, but hired all of our girls from Florida. And then another meal hired all of our girls from Pavas. And so what they're doing is they're waiting till the girls have trained for a couple of weeks and know what they're doing. And then they'll hire them away. Man. And so they can afford to pay them a little more because they didn't go through that three week training period to, to get them up to speed. And then they, so for that reason, you know, we need 16 girls in there sorting. And last year we, we were hard pressed to keep like 10 and 11. And then, uh, and then every time that you lose three, then I lose three, of my experienced women to, they have to back to go and start teaching three new of the, you know, the other women. Yeah. Uh, is that a bag of Robusta I threw in? It is. Yeah. It's unroasted. This one's unroasted. I think so. Have you, no, did you I look think at... you roasted. This one is sealed. So, I mean, both of them are this, you gave me this bag, which I haven't tried, but I had somebody else try it and they like, I was going to try it tomorrow morning. And then I was thinking about this one. No, I think you need to pull the zipper on it. I think that's unroasted Robusta. Well, there is no zipper. All right. See if I hadn't opened a crack in it or something. There is a tab missing on this side, but there's this is this is make for good. This is good internet right here. I, I might have resealed it, but um, well, here it is. I'm, I'm opening it up now. We'll see. What I'm 99% sure. Yeah, it's unroasted. Wow, I didn't notice how tiny those beans are. Yeah. Those are incredibly small. <laughs> You've heard that Rogaine will regrow your hair? Yeah. This stuff won't regrow it, but it'll make you think it's growing. <laughs> I have I have never had a caffeine high or drank a more rank coffee than what you've got in your hands right there. <laughs> so you're saying it's okay for me to uh, put a little creamer in that to get it up to speed <laughs> for me to be able to down it is what you're saying. We're so. going to have to get with Dana and y'all pump some whiskey stuff in there or something. <laughs> <laughs> it smells bad uh, and tastes worse. Because I've, I've said often, a lot of times I'll have this coffee it just smells amazing. And it's very seldom it ever tastes as good as it smells. 
when it when it's that great of a smell, you know. Right. And, right. Uh, but the one that I've come to to like, and I'm gonna uh, I'm still working on a profile. It's called India Double A Poopa Lang Estate. So I like the Poopa Lang word, but. <laughs> I would change my name. I think poo means poo in about every country in the world. But uh, but that that's some pretty good Robusta. Um, Is this what you gave me here? This India ro- wash? Yeah, I, I split my bag with you. Okay. Yeah, but I roasted that one, and I'm not sure that I hit it just right. But uh, I've ordered good. 150 pounds of this India. Wouldn't that still be Indian? Is that the correct... I think it is, yeah. Dana, Dana knows she's a smart one in the group. What? If it's it's from India, so that would still be Indian coffee, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. So that's my Indian robusta that I'll make my because Dana, I'm working on a. I haven't got it nailed down yet, but I'm gonna have a half calf option, and then yeah. I'm gonna then I'm gonna have a calf and a half option, Woo. and then I'm gonna have a double calf. Option. Oh my! And uh, and I don't know. I honestly think that you should probably put a warning label on the double calf. Yeah. To like not go crazy when you first start drinking this stuff, because man, it is is crazy. Uh, the one that we're growing right now, I've got two hundred plants. We're getting ready to plant uh, in about three weeks that I've got in my nursery. Uh, it's a variety called Julia. It's from El Salvador. It's a robusta. It's a good tasting coffee and it is a nice Robusta. So by the end of next year, I'll have a thousand plants growing of that. Wow. And so, cause I want to have as much coffee from my own farm as I can. Yeah. And so now that's, why that's, Robusta? Robusta is a, a, a family. There's like, I'll probably say this wrong, Libacia, Libaca, and then there's Robusta and then there's Arabica. Right. But I've always heard that the Robusta wasn't good. It's not. It's uh, it's very <laughs> seldom. It anyway. It's very seldom. But see, that's the thing. This coffee that we grew on the farm, uh, a lot of times the coffee won't taste good here, and it will on Jonathan's farm. Uh, like the Annika Fade does not grow well here, but it grows great in Jonathan's farm. And so I'm going to cup it next week. I've got to dig it out of all those bags that I just got in. But we'll cup it next week and, and see how, how well it cups. But this Robusta, very seldom it's going to be 80. It'd be a rarity. It's a, it's a mainly a 70-point coffee, you know, in that 70-point range. Right. But it has double the caffeine. So if you're going to run it through your espresso machine, what are you generally going to do with that coffee? Cream it up, pump it with your whiskey and your pumpkin spice and all that. So it makes the perfect espresso a shot to go into a latte, frappe, all the other A's, cappuccinos <laughs> and all that. So that's why it works well. But what we're trying to do, most of the time when you start talking about espresso, we talk about a blend, some kind of espresso blend. Right. And so what we did with our natural was try to ferment it and come up with something that was fruity enough that we didn't have to blend it and low enough acid that we didn't have to blend it. And that, uh, that full natural, uh, works pretty well as a straight shot of espresso. Yeah. 
And so this Robusta that's got the, uh, the Julia variety, um, it tastes pretty good. I mean, I would think that it's a, at least an 80 or an 81 coffee. And it, uh, it's, it's got great caffeine content in it. And so you could probably pull a shot with that and it'd make a pretty good straight shot. Because a lot of, a lot of my customers are saying that they're like coffee customer, coffee shop customers are saying that more people are ordering just straight shots. Oh yeah. We sell them all the time. And so, and I, uh, I went to one of my coffee shops the other day, not that I own one of my customers and they just got in like a $28,000 fully automatic espresso machine. And I just wanted to bum an espresso basically. But I said, you know, what does it take? I mean, how does it work? And so she, sh- you know, only way to sh- I said, will it do a double shot? Cause you know, I'm sort of, and so uh, she made me one and man, it was really good. And she has these tiny little bitty to-go cups with a little snap lid on it and had a tiny hole in it. And yep. so, man, it was a really good shot. And so later that afternoon, I went back and actually bought one, uh, bought a, a double shot from them. And it's good. How and much then I did took, you pay for it? Uh, well, I don't know. Uh, it was 217 but I'm not sure. A, a lot right. of the customers I say, do I get a discount? Because they call me and ask me for a discount, you know. Sure. And so uh, I'm not sure if I get a discount there or not. Where is it? uh, It's right there in Mound Ridge. Oh, okay. We sell Adopio for $375. A double shot. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. All day long. Well, that's cheap enough. Yeah. I mean, even at that, I mean, that seems cheap enough to me because I I like them. Uh, You know, when I went to barista school, I mean, I drank so many shots there. It wasn't even funny. You know, I hated to, I hated to pour them out. I, I promise you the first 12 shots that I took to the, they call them the maestro, whoever your teacher is. Uh, the first 12 shots I did, I took them to him and he wouldn't even lift them off the tray. He just looked at it and said, no. And then I'd go pull another shot and I'd bring it back and he'd look and say, no. And then about the next five or six, he like shook the glass again, said no. And so it was at least on shot 15 to 20 before he would start drinking them and critiquing them. But it was, it, pulling the shot was really hard for me to learn. I, I wasn't very good at it. Uh, and then I never got the hard or anything like that. When we started frothing milk and all that, uh, <laughs> I was just awful at that. I knew I was never going to be a barista. But I, I enjoyed learning about the shots as much as anything. And then he let me bring it was it was like 10 hours a day for six days all we did was just do shots and study coffee and talk about coffee and it was all in spanish so that was made it more awesome it was was me and a bunch of 20 year old girls and so we were in barista school together so yeah yeah i wish i would have went to some place like dana's because last time i went and got a single shot someplace we were on vacation in new york and we stopped by an, an authentic Italian restaurant. It says right on, the, right on the sign, authentic Italian family food. So when I saw espresso on their, their menu, I was like, it's Italian. Home of the espresso. Why wouldn't I order an espresso here? I got it. It was the nastiest thing ever. And I actually asked them, I was like going, listen, 
you 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 know this is an Italian restaurant. You guys are supposed to be like top notch on this. I have to ask, why is this so bad? And then I started figuring out. I asked him, is this a is this a uh, like a K cup? Is this like an espresso? And they're like, oh yeah, it's a capsule. It's it's not a it's not an actual espresso shot. It's just a capsule shot. Mm. I was like, are you? You kidding me? In an Italian re- and I told the manager that I was like, in an Italian restaurant where you're serving me spaghetti with a homemade recipe, you're gonna give me an espresso espresso shot next to it. I was like, come on, you gotta be kidding me. So you sort of look to see if there's empty ravioli cans outside the, exactly. the kitchen. Yeah. Chef Boyardee, I mean, what is this? Yeah. I was oh, I was mad, and I, I, I mean, I, I contacted the company and told them I was like, listen. I'm not a coffee snob by any means, but it seems kind of strange that you're in an authentic Italian restaurant. And I was expecting worst case scenario, maybe some burnt mocha pot or something, but nope, it was the press instead. So at least go through the effort. You know, that what does it take, Dana? Like four minutes to do a shot or something? (laughs) Not even that. Not even that. Yeah, if you got it already, good grief. Yeah. When when I spend my money and I'll I'll blow money on shiny stuff sometimes without thinking about it but if i go to a restaurant and it's expensive and i sort of expect it to be nice i mean i've uh, i've always guaranteed our coffee somebody of course you love it when the customer gives you the crappy review and and you know it doesn't even contact you first so i got a crappy review the other day and i promised julia when we started that i'd never take one down but uh, she's like, it was, it was way too dark and it had a funny taste. And so, you know, and she starts out by saying, I always, yeah, yeah. And it, it always, she started out by saying, I always hate to give a bad review, but, you know, <laughs> it was so freaking bad. I felt I had to, you know, or something wow. like that. And so I tried sending her a message. I haven't heard anything back, but I said, you know, just pick three coffee. And for that one pound, I said, I'll send you, you know, three eight ounce bags for you to try and you figure out what you like. I'll, uh, you know, in your next order or two, I'll send you that, you know, free of charge. Just I love that policy. I love Um, that policy. I use that policy, by the way. I stole it from you, too. Well, you can sure you sure sell anything you want, man. Yeah, you know, that's what I that's but, what I tell people at work all the time. Like, I I have a I love it or or I don't love it guarantee on that. You, you, we will keep giving you coffee till you fall in love with something. So, well, I and I've had to. That's the beauty about flavoring. A lot of these guys, especially if you go to like that a, a roasting forum that's got like twenty something thousand people on it. I've never been talked down to as much as. Uh, even from my mother-in-law as I get to on that, uh, that's a joke, uh, is that I have been on that roasters forum, you know, well, my, you know, we're not going to, uh, we're not going to flavor coffee, you know, blah, blah, blah. But for me, if I roast a coffee and I don't love it, well, man, that's the perfect place for it. I've got a nice 84, 85 point coffee that I just messed up the roast to where, and all my coffees I've drank numerous times. And so I know I messed it up in the roast. And so I can just turn around and, and flavor that and make a coffee that somebody's going to really enjoy. And so I've got an outlet for when I, when I screw up something or, you know, so I'm, I think I'm always going to flavor coffee. And a lot of times, you know, thank goodness, I, I don't have a, a 70 point coffee. You know, last year we had two bags that were 78. And so I used both of those bags to flavor with, but 
I think we sold 3,000 pounds of flavored coffee. Uh, not me, uh, not wasn't that much, but we sold a lot of flavored coffee last year. And we have some uh, that we sell year round. The rum popo, southern pecan, caramel rum crunch, uh, salted caramel. And I rotate that uh, some months I'll do uh, caramel macchiato. But we sell those things year round. Uh, you know, so there's always there's a coffee for everybody, I think. And so if I don't like it, then I'm going to I'm going to flavor it. And if somebody else doesn't like it, then, you know, they can just bring it back. You know, I ask them to bring, you know, a lot of we have a lot of local people. But I had one guy that said he didn't like the coffee one time. And uh, I said, well, you know, tell me what you did. You not like all of it. And he had like four pounds and he said he didn't like any of them. So four more out and I'll send them to you. And I did. But uh, he never bought any more coffee. So he got eight pounds of coffee for the price of four. And so maybe he just didn't like anything I had. And this, there's some people out there probably that, you know, don't like the types of coffee. Um, and that's why we have six different varieties. We process them different ways. We try to try to find something for everybody. But you know, I had somebody yeah. that I made some Sumatra for that did that the other day. And, and I was like, I'll replace it. And he's like, oh, no, I'm determined. I'm going to like it. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> so. <laughs> so I muted my mic when I, I'm eating an Oreo. Was it the Don't Sumatra de decaf or a regular Sumatra? No, it's regular Sumatra on there. Well, yeah, about every every other person who's ever bought it loves it and loves the roast, the same roast level and everything that I roasted to before. This one person just is like, eh, it's a little bit too bitter for me. I'm like, well, Sumatra is a very earthy flavored coffee. You know, it's, it's the way it is around it. It's a tobacco flavored coffee. You know, you get that earthy fl flavoring to it. So he's like, it's okay. I, I think he said he ended up putting more, some creamer or something in it. You know, he's a creamer person. So yeah, I was like, oh, okay, well that, that works. You know, if that's the way it takes, <laughs> that's what, you know, I, and I, and I don't know if I got this from you or not, but I tell everybody when they're like, well, why are you doing this? And what do you sell this for? I'm like, because, uh, I'm on. I'm bound determined to find a cup of coffee where somebody who's a creamaholic, a creameraholic, that does not need creamer for it. You know, like that's my goal. And uh, I haven't, I haven't won that battle quite yet. I don't think. So. Well, tonight my plan was I need to go. I borrowed my buddy's truck today to go to the dentist because I had some I had some trouble with the Toyota yesterday, and so it's out of service for a while. But so I borrowed it to go to the dentist today. So I've got to go fill his truck up. And when I go, uh, there's a, a coffee shop right across. It's that little coffee shop by the gas station, Dana. It's got two levels. Yeah. And I'll, uh, I'll get her attention while I'm at the gas pump. And a lot of times before they fill my tank out, she'll come running out there with a, uh, the biggest cup they have full of cappuccino and four sugars. Ooh. I want four of them, baby, because that's all I can get to dissolve but I, I enjoy, I enjoy a, just a super sweet coffee every once in a while. And, uh, and I usually eat something with my coffee. But yeah. I, I just made this pot and I think it was three cups in it. I'll make another one as soon as we get off the website or off oh the podcast. Goodness. Are you staying up on that? No, I'll hit the bed at 11 and I won't know anything until 4.30. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, I'm, you know, my, uh, 
the dog starts barking. I wake up sometimes during the night. And, but uh, other than that, no, I can sleep pretty good, even with, with Dana, he'll sleep I mean. until 4.30, and at 5 o'clock, he'll be sending me a picture of his eggs and toast. <laughs> <laughs> so. I told the guard the other day, I said, what time are you going home in the morning? He said, 5. And I said, well, do you want breakfast? He said, no. I said, 5. And I said, I said yeah, come by. So he came by, and I, I cracked eight eggs. And, man, I just threw a handful of cheese in there. Uh, a lot of times I'll chop up tomatoes and onions, made us a giant omelet. Uh, I've got some toast. It's like three quarters of an inch thick, made us a bunch of toast. And uh, I had a big giant cup of orange juice and a cup of coffee. And I could tell he was like, you know, he's probably not used to eating that much. But I figured he probably didn't get supper because he was there. He guarded from like three o'clock in the afternoon till five in the morning. So we uh, we ate a big breakfast. No, I enjoy uh, this morning. I didn't get to. I ate straight out of the pan this morning. Jumped in the truck and drove to the yeah. uh, take goose to the dentist. So I didn't get to, and I didn't drink much coffee because I didn't want to get all caffeinated right before I got yeah. what ended up being five shots over a period of five hours. And so. But I broke a tooth off below the gum level. And Ooh. so they had to, they had to like go in there and cut it open. Cause there at the end, she was like doing stitches and I'm like, Oh, this is going to be awesome. And then about the time I got home, she's like, Oh, you might, you might want to stop and get some antibiotics and take antibiotics for a few days because of the stitches, you know? <laughs> so I'm like, well, that's all right. It's past every store in town. Or, you know, the last hundred miles, I passed a bunch of stores that, uh, but no, I, I came home sit down for a little while and, I, 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 I was so hungry because I didn't eat lunch. I didn't get out of there till like, I think it was 2.30 when I finally got out. So I ate breakfast, ready to eat. But I, she did teeth on both sides. Ouch. And so uh, <laughs> the only place I couldn't get into McDonald's, there was too much traffic. And I'm driving my buddy's jacked up Dodge. And, uh, and so I, there was a pizza hut on the side of the road. So I parked and ran in there real quick. And got just a pizza to go from Papa John's, or no, Little Caesars, Little Caesars. And so I was, I was biting it with my front teeth, you know. And I was just going down the road with it, basically just disgusting, trying to bite it small enough with my front teeth and chew it enough that I could swallow it, not choke. Because I was just it felt like I was starving to death. So it was sort of disgusting, but it'll make for a fun story one day. You got me hooked on this Kevin guy now. I'm just reading like every article on this website now. So, well, I, my goal this week was to reread this book because it's the only book of his I have. So I'm going to try to get him to autograph it while I'm there, and then I'm hoping he could do a podcast. So, uh, oh, that'd be cool. So yeah, but make some notes, Bill, because uh, I'll definitely work it out. Where uh, if you're if it can work out where. You could jump on the podcast with me and maybe you have some questions about his book or something. You can jump in. But I sent him an email and asked for 10 minutes to do a 10-minute podcast. That's a good interview. So, so I'm hoping so. And Eli will be with me, so he'll have everything set up. And so when I get whatever I've got to do with him, uh, when I get done, we'll try to catch him and do a podcast. And Well, I mean, you know me. I have an eye for shiny things, too. When it comes to stuff, and 
And uh, I noticed that the first thing on his website, I mean, it's an old review, but he's got a review of, of the Simply Simply Good Coffee Roaster, or, um, a brewer that looks awfully identical to the Mocha Master on there. And uh, I've been seeing this all over Facebook, and I've been thinking about getting one because I can't afford a Mocha Master. And I like the spray head of this more than I do the Mocha Master. And but everybody says it's so cheap quality that it doesn't last. But he's saying otherwise. <laughs> so that's oh. reason I'm like, hmm. Well, um, if he's I nationally think, uh, known, like his website says, I mean, he's like the what the James Hoffman of America. It sounds like. <laughs> so. Well, yeah, it seems like he's got a good following. But I know, I know, very bizarre. He was on with us the other night, and he's got the Mocha Master. Mm-hmm. And so, were you on when Barry was on? No. Was it? I think I caught I caught him for a second, but I didn't actually get on the talk with him. So yeah, I'm pretty sure he does a be more roaster, and then he's got the uh, uh, the Mocha Master. And I've heard really good things about it, but I've also heard it's a couple hundred dollars. It's not cheap. I mean, a yeah. used one is like 150 bucks or something like that. It's crazy, but well, that's not too bad. I don't know what they had. I w- I got invited to go to uh, Mill City. And they uh, let my son and I go up there and take a roasting class. And we got to talk to the class and stuff. Um, And then for two years, they used our coffee in the roasting school. But they had this awesome pour over machine. And I don't know what it was. But you just walk up there and push a few buttons and it like did a pour over for you. Oh, wow. Man, it was some really good coffee. But I, it it, it was, it looked expensive, but I don't know what it was. But hey, Ashley, tell James Ryan good night. Good night, James Ryan. Tell him good night. He can't see you. You got to use your words. All right. All right. We'll see you, buddy. <laughs> hey, Dana, just in case. Uh, although there are some likes and stuff going on. Uh, you guys don't sell online, right? No. But Not you, uh, I don't know who's watching, but uh, give a shout out to your nonprofit and all that good stuff. And you can give a. I mean, just tell them what you do and all that good stuff. So we're a mobile coffee unit and we um, employ high school and college students with disabilities to work with their friends. And um, my star milk steamer is James Ryan. I made him a latte the other day and he um, told me that my milk was bad. No, it's Uh not. Because it wasn't Uh-oh. pretty, and he poured it out, and he taught me how to steam milk appropriately. And so, um, good job, James. pretty cool. He has, um, he's eighteen. He has Down syndrome, and he's like teaching his friends how to make coffee. And so, we're all over Dallas, Fort Worth, and we just love traveling and making new friends. And you also have a website, though, right? Our website is incorporated.org. And that's with a K. Um, we don't have one dedicated specifically to coffee and crumbs. But people can make a donation there. Yes. If the donation, yes, they can. So what's her name? Uh, this is Brielle. Brielle. Brielle is my two-year-old daughter who has Down syndrome. Yep. I knew. I figured that out a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> She's adorable. 
Yep. So she's um, she was our surprise Down syndrome uh, child. Okay. We we had all the ultrasounds done and 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 they said everything was normal. And uh, we were 23 days in the hospital from day eight on, uh, and nobody noticed anything for 23 days in the hospital. Wow. Uh, and they just, we went in for failure to thrive and uh-huh. um, found out it was because she couldn't yeah. do water or any kind of liquid. She was inhaling it instead of swallowing it. Yep. And um, where we thought that she was just failing to thrive, this girl was smart and actually saving her life by not eating because she was, you know, choking. She would aspirate it. Yeah, on it. Low and, muscle tone. Yep. So we uh, we we got um, we got that figured out, and even the genealogist and everything even uh, said, you know, we're embarrassed by this because nobody, you know, noticed anything for 23 days in the hospital <laughs> until they got the G- the DNA test back, and that's yeah. when they found out about it. But yeah, but. Um, no, she's she's wonderful. She's making large strides. She's she's walking and practically running everywhere. And and uh, we have and Dana, we might. I mean, I might ask you off off you know air here. You know, yeah. I don't want to take up I don't want to take up the coffee podcast on, on for Down syndrome, <laughs> but but um, it is Down syndrome awareness month. It so. is absolutely. <laughs> it's a good good thing to talk about on there. So um, we have an option to have uh, the surgery to heighten the wall between her her esophagus and her windpipe oh okay and on there because they said they didn't think it was very it was just a tad lower than it should be but it's not hugely lower uh-huh than what it hey, is buddy. so i'm on the podcast tonight we never um right. had so, that struggle we had different I'll struggles, talk to you a little while, but, okay um, yeah overall we had big heart you know, people talking. right off the bat but after sorry. And sorry. i'll call was, you in the morning okay um, buddy in the hospital 14 times in 12 months with respiratory stuff. And, um, but after we got the heart problems solved, the respiratory started taking care of itself. He's pretty healthy in general. He was, um, a surprise C-section about three weeks early and he weighed 10 pounds. So he was in the NICU and people would walk by and go, why is he here? He's so big. <laughs> but low muscle tone kept us there until we could eat better. And yeah, and then we went home and just shattering, shattering stereotypes all uh, every day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's the way it was practically with her too on there. I mean, we've, we've been, and, and not to, to downplay your struggle, you know, in the first few years, we've been extremely blessed uh, not to have all those. We had a very, very, very tiny heart murmur uh-huh. uh, that they didn't notice in the hospital for all those days either. But they said, to be fair, the cardiologist that's been doing it for years had to be in a completely silent room with headphones on. Before he could it. even hear it on there. Fantastic. And then it was that it closed up on its own. We ended up we don't have a cardiologist appointments anymore because it, it grew shut. So I mean it's Love it's it. all good to go now. Yeah. Past that, this is the only thing that we have issues with is the liquid. So we, we're at honey thickness right now. Yeah. And they said they think they can't guarantee us they think the surgery might get us to semi honey on there. But they, they said they I mean, obviously best case scenario is she could just drink straight liquids, but um, right now, and I and I kid around about this. I don't think I told, but she drinks. For anybody who's listening, she drinks. Her water looks like '90s hair gel. On there, it's, it's that thick. So yeah, on there. But uh, 
and that uh, is not fun because we want her to be able to have milk and stuff like that. And she just, she just can't. Well, she can. We just don't. Is put it a delayed development? Will it come? They well, they told us that if the surgery doesn't fix it, um, at some point the brain will get with the muscles and be able to figure out the proper swallowing. And they said even with a child without Down syndrome, that's not uncommon to have that until like three, four years old. Okay. Anyway. So, yeah. so they still have hopeful. And that's one of the reasons why I'm kind of like, eh, I don't know that I really want to put her under for a surgery that they can't tell us anything. If it's not going to be guaranteed for, yeah, yeah I don't believe so, I mean, we've had people tell us yay. And some people tell us they didn't do anything. So it's like, okay. So I, I, I'm just, just kind of, I'm still, I'm still, uh, still against the wall on it. But I mean, we have, I mean, they scheduled it and it's not until like the end of November. So I've got time to stew about it a little bit. Yeah. But, but. Anyway, we hijacked your your uh, podcast. No, man. Uh, especially uh, Dana's stuff is all related to coffee, and yeah, uh, I mean everything's just a big circle. And so it's uh, it definitely doesn't have to be about coffee. You, you and I have talked about quite a few things that weren't coffee related. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> we have well, we have like a, not quite. A, it's not mobile, but we have a. I, I don't remember the name of it, but there's a coffee house here in Missouri, down in the Ozarks or Springfield or something. I think that that um, solely hires like down syndrome. What's the name individuals. of it? <sighs> so you're going to ask me, I'll have, to, I'll look, I'll, let me, I'll, I'll, I'll Google search it. <laughs> there's several. Um, there's a chain called Biddy and Bows, but there's several different ones. I don't think it's that. Cause I think this is just a local place. Uh, y'all have to find it for you. Yeah. Well, we have um, employees with autism. We have uh, all different kinds of. We have typically developing high school students because inclusion is our is our deal. We're all about that. Yeah. Because they, like I said, he can teach they teach each other way better than a job coach coming in and trying to tell us how to do it. Yeah. Well, guys, I'm going to say good night because my wife got home and I'm going <laughs> to attempt to try to get this baby to bed again. So. Yep. Well, did you, did you, you tell her bread for tomorrow? So we got to sign off. You can look on some of the comments, Dana, and you could get in touch with Bill. Uh, yeah, we'll find you. And vice versa. Yeah, I'll make sure I get you two guys to link together. Hey, yeah, Bill, did I'm you tell me about the hotel reservations you made for Chicago yet? <laughs> no, I have not. She can't hear you, luckily. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Try to get me in trouble. <laughs> so, so, oh, she already tells me I'm in trouble. So I better go. All right. All right. Well, I'm going <laughs> to wrap it up too. I've been trying to keep everything to an hour to an hour and a half, yeah. and so. Um, we covered a lot of good stuff tonight. So I just tonight. put our socials and our um, website in the comments there. Oh, perfect. Thank you. Got it. Do you say I haven't seen them yet? Maybe I'm behind y'all. It's the private a private chat. Okay. Oh, okay. I didn't know you could do that. Oh, I see it over here. There's a lot of stuff in there, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Crap. Yeah. yeah, I just put all, I just bought the paid version. And so now you can stream live on a couple different platforms and it records it. And I haven't figured out all the stuff yet. 
Okay. Yeah, it says, hey, I'm in here. Good looking group. Yeah, you're banging on the window there. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks for coming on. You bet. Uh, I'm gonna do uh, I'm gonna do one Friday night before, and then Saturday I head back to the states. So uh, we'll uh, do one more, and then we're heading back to the states. And then after that, I've got a couple recorded ones I'll put on. Okay. Thanks for thanks guys for your questions and stuff. Thanks for coming on. And All right. I'll, be uh, safe. All right. We'll see you soon. All right. Bye. Bye. All right. This is Ashley, Legacy Farms Coffee. Uh, thank you guys for your questions, comments, and those things, and all the likes you gave us. Uh, feel free or please share this with anybody to see that you think might be interested in what Dana's doing with Down syndrome, uh, what we're doing with coffee, uh, people here in Honduras, uh, and the coffee in the United States. All right. Thanks, guys, and good night.